The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. I'm so excited. We are well into season three of The She Word and I've already had some incredible shows, some incredible discussions. And of course, I just want to remind you that there's so much more coming to The She Word, not just this season, but a whole bunch of other things as well. So right now, right there, you're going to find the subscribe button. Make sure you hit and so you'll be notified of all the incredible stuff that we have coming up. Also, if you are a Patreon subscriber, welcome. A special welcome to you because, of course, you're seeing this way before anybody else. And just by being a Patreon subscriber also means that you are doing some incredible good because 50% of the profits of our Patreon subscriptions go to the Richmond Foundation to support women who need therapy or guidance but simply can't afford it. So a special thank you for that. Into our third season of The She Word, and so far we've touched on women and parenting twice in previous seasons, and also women and infertility, women and pregnancy and postpartum. So when one of my guests today contacted me and suggested that we had a show on women who don't have children, I suddenly realized we were missing out on a huge percentage of women. Women who, like myself, don't have children, either because they can't or because they've chosen not to. So this is a show all about women being child free. And I am really excited because I have three amazing guests with me today. I'm going to start with Helen. Hello, Helen. Helen Chorley, British-born Helen, has had a long relationship with Malta over the past years before making Malta her home more recently. A former investment banker who discovered spirituality after the trading floor took its toll on her health, Helen has been on a journey of self-discovery since the financial crash of 2008 in the UK and is now a presenter and keynote speaker on investment and all things financial. I'm going to give you um, an opportunity in a second, Helen, to fill in the gaps there, but thank you so much for being on this show. Pleasure. Maria. Maria McAuliffe is a content creator, a fashion stylist, and also key player in Eurosport and the communications that we see all over social media. It was Maria that contacted me and suggested that we have this show on women without children. And what a great idea. And I love the fact you just grabbed your glass of wine there. <laughs> You're like, let's do this. Absolutely. Yes. And Alex Gaglioni, who is a trainee law associate and ex-president of the University Student Union, KSU. You're also an activist, passionate about human rights, and often speaking out about the things that really matter. 
And when Young Women's Edition host Sasha asked if there were any young women who wanted to come on this show, you jumped in and said, yes, yes. I want to be here. So I want to find out why. So I've introduced you, but I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to fill in the gaps. Helen, tell me a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, I've been living in Malta for four years, but I fell in love with it 15 years ago because my parents have been coming here for 60 years. Um, so it was an absolute no-brainer when I left banking and made some change in my life to be here. Um, and that was made easier, you know, kind of leading into the top today's topic because I don't have, there's no husband, there's no kids. It's just kind of me and I have a difficulty enough managing that, <laughs> if I'm entirely <laughs> honest, to be honest. So, um, yeah, now I'm uh, so from banking, then I went into property investment, and I do that remotely. It's all in the UK, so I am not responsible for anything, all these monstrosities in Malta, all my stuff's <laughs> in the UK. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I'm based here, and I absolutely love it, and, yeah, never going back. Brilliant. Well, I, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, because I've been following you and, and I kind of did a bit of research. I, I, I stalked you <laughs> and, and then ascertained that you didn't have children and delicately approached you and said, would you be on this show? Because it's actually quite an awkward conversation to say, listen, you know, can, I, can you come and talk about not having children? Maria, on the other hand, contacted me and said, we've known each other for a long time. Yes, yes. So I was hearing your podcast about um, fertility and... Um, postpartum and I was like Trudy some women don't want children why don't you put a podcast but I did not expect myself to be here talking <laughs> <laughs> listen if you put your hands up to it I'm gonna get you on the show right um well thank you so much for the suggestion because I think it, it really is important we're going to come to the statistics in a minute and the statistics speak for themselves but Alex okay so Sasha puts out this post and says young women anyone going to come and talk yeah. about you know not wanting to have kids or, or not and having any ambition yeah. to have kids and you just jumped straight in I said yes every day because her question was like um how many how many of you like to not how many of you like to speak about not having kids and I literally answered her in seconds I was like me every day <laughs> she was like, oh, okay <laughs> and um, I'm really thrilled but a little bit more background about you because you are as I said you're, you're training to be a lawyer yes um and I think uh, kind of based on our conversation earlier that's kind of a battle that I've always had and that uh, I'm I acknowledge the fact that I'm very young. I'm only 23, um, and I know that I still have a long way to go, hopefully, with, with life. But it's always been a sentiment that I felt really strongly about, and I think certain ambitions that I have with my life and my career and the way that I want to kind of spell out my life, a lot of it is centered around the fact that I just simply don't want to have children. Um, and the answer is really simple, but I think... And I think we'll have ample time to to discuss my as in the reasons why, but it's just how I've always felt. And I think the older I get, the stronger I feel about it. So I'm super grateful to have. Well, I, you know, we spoke about this, like you said, before before we sat down around this table. And I'm really excited because we've actually got three different age groups here. Yes. We've got 20s, 30s and 40s. And we, Helen and I, are in the same age bracket and we're actually if you don't mind me saying we're at the point where there is no option now we neither of us have family but but it's not something that we can consider so we're actually as you said looking mm -hmm. at this from three completely different, different yes. viewpoints and I'm excited for that so I want to do want to run some statistics past you uh, because while deciding to against having children is nothing new a trend for owning that child-free label and discussing this choice more openly is picking up pace. That is new. In the US, a 2021 Pew Research study showed 
some 44% of non-parents aged 18 to 49 don't think they will have children, up from the 37% in 2018. More than half listed their main reason as I don't want children rather than circumstantial factors such as medical issues or not wanting to raise a child without parents. In England and Wales, a 2020 YoGov study showed that more than half of the British 35 to 44 year olds who don't have kids never plan on doing so. And surveys of childless women tell us that the top reason is not career, lifestyle, or financially related, it's that they just haven't found the right partner and they don't feel that it's appropriate. This was the second most common reason given in a representative UK study of 42-year-old childless women right behind not wanting to have kids. So ladies, I want to jump straight into this one and I'm gonna not mince my words. I'd like to find out what your motivation is for making that choice not to have kids. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with, with Helen. Yeah, absolutely. I knew it, it It almost like wasn't a decision. I just knew mm -hmm. there was something in me from being a child myself. That I, long? Yeah. Yes. That long. I, I was never a kind of, you know, all my, all my friends at age, I don't know, seven, eight, were getting baby dolls and prams and pushing them around, pushing them around, you know, the block. And I think I got one from peer pressure. My mum was like, you use it once on Christmas Day. You never touch that thing again. I just knew that there was no point at which I ever was like, oh, oh I won't make you. I just, I almost feel like maybe I don't have that gene or that. I just didn't. So by the time I, you know, we were talking about these things in teenage years, I'm like, yeah, I definitely knew that. I'm like, this is not, it's not for me. It's not my choice. It's not, I just don't have that urge kittens it's a different thing I have a kitten <laughs> any day of the week babies no thank you but it's interesting that you say that because of pushing around a pram with a, a baby doll I mean I didn't have that either uh, and I think you also talked about the choices I think for me I've always stipulated that you make a choice to have children not a choice not to have children we're going to talk about yeah. that and in my instance you know that choice was actually taken away from me anyway I had not decided to have kids but it turns out that I couldn't but I think that we we address that choice as part of this discussion but Maria <laughs> hi you contacted me you talked about choosing yes. not to have kids what was your motivation for not having kids I think I was like Helen I never was the girl carrying the pram when I was young I mean I always was dressing up the dolls making them makeup and um, their hair but I was never like taking care of them um, when I, I must admit that in my teenage years, I used to think that it was cute to be a mom and to have babies because obviously you're a teenager, you have no responsibilities, you don't know what the value of money is, you don't know that you need to wake up and go to, you, you know, nothing, you know, you're just there and being taken care of by your parents and that's all. So for you, you think it's something cute, you know. Mm -hmm. But when I started to grow up, like I was a, like 17 and I started hanging up with people who are older than me and they had kids, I realized that I don't want to spend my Sundays at the park. I don't want to spend my nights, you know, changing diapers. I, I, 
I, I, I wasn't seeing these babies cute anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong, they are cute, but not in the cute way that I was expecting me to feel. I was not feeling like the urge, yes, yes, I want to be a mom. So when people were asking me, because some people have the decency to ask, I was like, maybe when I'm 25, maybe when I'm 28, maybe when I'm 30, but hello, now I'm 31. I still, I still do not feel that urge and thank God that I managed to find a partner who is like me because that was our first discussion on our first date because I was so traumatized that whenever you meet a guy and he tells you like, I really want to have kids in the future and you tell him, no, it's not in my plan. Oh, you will change your mind. No, I won't change <gasps> your mind. That is not something that oh, is yeah. that you will change. So it's common. not like oh, I'm yeah. thinking of eating yesterday and I'm going to eat pasta and I changed my mind. Yeah. It's about a human being. Yeah. So I, I, I took the decision and I thought this, this is going to be on my own terms. And so I think I, I think I was lucky because at the age of 18, I met my boyfriend. Um, and I remember he told me, like, I really want to start something serious. I really see something serious with you. I told him, wait. Look, I know we're still on the first date, but I need to be clear with you. <laughs> on your first date. Yes, I told him we're talking. Now that we're talking, I think I should tell you. But listen, I am 18. I don't want to have kids. I don't know when I'm 25 if Are I want feet? kids. Mm. I don't know. I like, but I don't want to break your heart. I don't want my heart broken. It's like, it's on my own terms. And he was like, I was referring to have a stable relationship <laughs> going out together because neither do I. I don't want kids. So I was like, okay, oh, yes, no. that, that's a We're deal good. now. <laughs> because I was so frustrated that, you know, you meet people and for them, you are just a womb. That mm -hmm. for, for me, it was something disrespectful. Yes. Wow. I mean, the pair of you have blown open the podcast already and we haven't even gotten to Alex. I'm going to get you to take a breath for a second because I feel like we, we could just let Maria have her own show here, right? Because you've touched on a lot of things. And one thing that I'm just going to, come back to from something that you both said you didn't have that urge and when I had a show on infertility Karen Schranz said that when she was a kid from the minute she yes. could speak she wanted to have a family and I think wow. and even wow. Maxine and and Tez all been on the show they've all talked about this parents who've been on the show have said the same thing they've said they knew they wanted to be parents and you're yeah. saying you knew you didn't yes. yeah but Alex, you see, you know, Helen and I are a little bit older and we've passed that yeah. that opportunity. Maria's made up her mind. She's found her life partner and they, they've agreed on the same thing. But respectfully, you're 23 and you've made this choice. Mm -hmm. So, and you, as you openly said, you're becoming more and more adamant about it. Yes. So at 23, why? What is your motivation for not wanting to have a family? I mean, interestingly, my answer is practically identical. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I just always knew that I just, I didn't want to be a mother and I didn't want to have children. Obviously, when you're like six, seven, eight years old, saying kind of, it's, it's a pretty bold statement, I think, for, for anyone to make, yeah. let alone like a child. <laughs> um, but I always got kind of like the same answer. Oh, no, you'll meet a boy that you really like and you'll have, you know, you'll change your mind and you want to start a family. And it was just never something I related to. And the older I got, the less I related to it. So even kind of, you know, when you're in your teen years and you start kind of like, you know, navigating romantic relationships and liking boys or whatever. Um, it was just something that I really, really didn't relate to. And the older I get, the more I dis distance myself from from being a mother and I distance myself from motherhood 
from my own perspective, if that, if that makes sense, because it's motherhood is definitely something that I, I have a profound respect for. I mean, the most inspirational women in my life sure. are my mother and my grandmother. Um, and I, I love the link and the relationship that we have between us. And I know that the basis of that link is motherhood, but it's just simply, it's never been anything that I really wanted to explore myself. That said, I had plenty of baby toys and I had a pink pram and I had all of those sorts of toys. I just, I just loved anything pink and any toy that was given to me. So I would just, um, I, I kind of still, still played in those types of, but still it was just something that I never really related to and I still don't relate to and I don't really think I will. Um, and again, kind of because I'm so young, the immediate response I get is, oh, but you're still young. I know I'm still young and I, and I acknowledge that and I know that it would be silly of me to say that, I don't know, maybe in five, six, seven years time, my priorities might change and my my wants might change and that's fine. But it's also equally fine to just be 23 or be seven and say, I don't want to have children. I think that that, you know, people should just stop there and say, okay, you know, it's like I say, if I don't want to drink a glass of water, oh, okay, you know, and it should just stop there. But I think we're, so used to having to justify our reasons why because people just yeah. aren't okay with that simplicity people aren't okay with a woman just saying i don't want to or i've just never felt the urge so there doesn't have to be some big traumatic reason behind and there are women who unfortunately do have um uh, you know more emotionally fueled reasons but there are women who don't and it's completely fine so you said something really important i think there you said that you respected your mother and your grandmother. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that just because we don't have families and, and maybe have chosen not to, doesn't mean to say that we don't respect motherhood. No. I think it, oh it's God, a natural man. fact. I admire mothers. Yes. I admire mothers because they are constantly 24-7 taking care of another human being. Yeah. I cannot do that. If I want to sleep, I want to sleep. Yeah. So for me to see a mother, like my mom used to wake up during the night because we're sick and take care of us. And in the morning, she still wakes up to clean and to, to prepare food and everything. I am like, she has superpowers because, yeah. because I don't, I don't do it. Even if I, like after, uh, like, like, you know, after work, I, I don't even have, you know, the strength to do more things sometimes. Like, how? But does your mom work? Yes, now at, the, at that time she didn't, use, she was full-time mommy, but still she had three kids. Like, like once I, I, I looked, I looked at her now after I babysit and I told her, how, how did you take care of three children? <laughs> like, how? Because I babysit for two hours and I'm like drained. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm yeah. done. Like, like, you know, it is a really... Ellen's with really, you on that I, one. I, I have respect so to moms and I have respect that they need to go through the pregnancy and everything. So I really have huge respect. But me, for me, I don't think it's something which is for me. But like, it is, it's like any other thing. Like some people, it's not in them to be huh, a doctor. Yeah. And for me, it's not in, in me to, to be, be a, a mom. You, yeah. Before you jump in there, Helen... I will just say that a lot of people think that because you are a woman and you have the opportunity to have children, 
that's why you would be more inclined to have children. Whereas with a doctor, you know, I'm just kind of yes, just sure. breaking down the argument just before anybody who's watching suddenly jumps in and went, what, they're comparing being a mother to a doctor? <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. Helen, you were, everybody's nodding away at the table. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are resonated. Isn't that? I mean, I very much echo kind of what you said about respect. And and my mother, my mother's basically the reason kind of I went to university because she did her degree. She had a full-time job. She had two kids. I was two. My brother was 10 when she started her degree. That's and she amazing. had a husband and a house to manage. And then she she did her degree kind of part-time, went to night school. And she's doing... And, and she was very determined. She's like, you will not... Like, obviously, it was hard. She's like, you will not do that. You will go to university. I knew from being like, again, as soon as I could talk to... <laughs> I knew I was going to university. didn't know what university was. But I knew I was going because she was determined. You will go. You will get your degree then you do what you want, but you will not do that. Basically, you will not do like the hard way like she had to, managing a full-time job and kids and a home. She's like, you will, yeah. You will In fact, that, I think so. from my end, the, the one thing that I respect the most is, or rather are the personal sacrifices mm. my mother had to make to raise me as in and both my parents too but since we're I guess on the theme of, of motherhood I I think that that's that's more relevant that I know that there are certain things and certain goals that my mom maybe wanted to explore that she couldn't because she was raising my brother and I and and I don't think I would have been able to do 90% of the things that I've done to the ability that I've been able to do them and even anything as in in the future that I owe so much to the sacrifices that both my parents made because I'm sure my dad will watch and be like, oh, I'm here as well. Um, and rightly so, obviously. But again, it's... it's, And I, I, I just owe it... I owe so much to her because I know that, you know, we're very similar and I know that deep down, you know, 20-year-old Alex and 20-year-old and Antonella because my it's my mom's name, we had very similar goals and very similar... You know, we wanted to take a very similar path in life. You know, but she kind of took that step back to kind of look back at me and watch me move mm. forward if that makes sense and I I so it's something that I really appreciate and it's one thing as I really like rant about when I'm having this discussion that it has nothing to do with me not appreciating motherhood no. not at all no I'm profoundly I'm profoundly knocked out by the fact that that this podcast has started just by being so respectful of yeah. women who do yes. have children and this is not a show about you know, mothers are no good and mothers. It's a show oh. about we have paramount respect for mothers oh. and that's not, not the choice that we wanted. I want to ask you, picking up on that, Lisa Maria, you mentioned sleep quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I think but what, a lot. what are you seeing as the general advantages? Before we talk, to, talk about anything else, what are you seeing for your life that is the general advantages of being child-free? I think the fact that I can wake up in the morning and I can go through my schedule, like, without thinking of another person that I need to take care of. That that is really that. That is a huge advantage. I mean, I don't. When you when you have children, there are people who are depending on you. You can like it's not like me. If I'm if I'm hungry and I'm not in the mood to to cook, I don't cook. But if my child is hungry, I need to cook for him or her. Like, I cannot leave them, you know, without food. So the fact that I do not have to take care of another person, the responsibility, the commitment. I'm a very committed person. Whoever knows me, I'm a very committed person. But the fact that I do not have to be committed to another, I need to raise a person. Like, I need to, 
I, I, I need to give the, the best to this person, this human being as much as possible. So the fact that I don't need to think about that every morning, it's a relief. Even the fact that I can do whatever I want. Like, I can want to go there. I want to stay on the sofa tonight. I want to go out. It doesn't matter. I don't have to take my kids to the football or there. It's like me. It's my life. It's me and my partner. And I have my family and my friends. But that's me. That's just, I decide what I do with my life. I think when you have kids, it's not your decision anymore of what you do with your life. I mean, I, I can see it again from my parents. If we're going out and I'm sick, we have to stay home. Like when I was young, obviously not now. If I'm sick and my mom had something to do, really, even if she wanted to work, she couldn't go because I'm sick and she had to take. Mm -hmm. She has to take care of me, and I'm really respectful about that, and I'm really grateful that I had a mom who gave it all to me and to my sisters. But I don't want to do that. Like maybe it sounds selfish, but I'm not no, here to do you, that. You have identified what's the advantage not having that responsibility. Helen, you know, you've had a, a life of child-free. Yeah. What has been the advantages for you? I mean, it's very much that freedom, that autonomy mm -hmm. is kind of what you're saying, that it's like I get to choose, but also that flexibility. Yes. I want to go, you know, I, I work for myself. So again, I, I have that kind of autonomy and flexibility, but it's like, I want to go to London tomorrow. Right, great. Let's book a flight. Let's go. There's no, who's going to mind them? Is it term yes. time? There's none of those other considerations. And honestly, the lack of pressure, uh, uh, you know, of that, of not having that responsibility <laughs> is, it's quite liberating. I have to, I have to, I have to tell you. To <laughs> and that's a voice of experience. Uh, For you, I mean, obviously, I should imagine that not an awful lot of your peers are having families just yet. No. <laughs> well, what are the advantages, advantages that you envisage? I think for me, and again, I, I'm going to go back to my previous point because, you know, my mother really set the path for me that I was always, I always had the privilege and the luxury to focus on, on school, to focus on academics, to, you know, kind of go through the path of passing my exams, graduating, doing whatever I wanted to do academically. So then obviously the older you get, you know, then there's, I think when you're, let's say, academically inclined, let's say that you then kind of transition into being more career driven. Let's say that you say, okay, I've studied for uh, quite some time. Um, so now I kind of want to translate that into work, you know, and I've always imagined myself and maybe it's, it was me as a child romanticizing being a lawyer and being, let's say, what we call like a career woman. But I do think that there is a relationship between that, like, me romanticizing having a career and my decision also to to not have kids and that I love the idea that if I would like to get another master's later on in life and I want to do it I want to go abroad to do another master's I have you know the flexibility and the ability mm -hmm. to do that if I would like to get my PhD eventually and I want to pursue that full-time I can do that if I would like to pursue a legal career abroad I also have the flexibility to do that and I think you know, we speak a lot about selfish, selfishness, but like we were kind of discussing before, there's also a lot of selflessness behind it because yeah. it's like, I know I want to do a lot in life, which 
will be very difficult to do with kids, but it would be difficult to do with kids out of respect and, and dignity to those children that you obviously want to give kids your all. And if I would have to have kids, I would obviously want to give them my all because that is what I had. Mm. And to um, society as well. Exactly. Like, that's what we talked about. Like it's, you want to, to bring up, do the best, you know, I think all of us want to do the best at whatever we're doing, be that exactly. a job, yes. be that motherhood, be that whatever. Because you want to bring up a well-adjusted child. Exactly. If you're not there and you're absent, like what what exactly. are you bringing into society? Um, That's not fair. Exactly. And I think because I had such a great example of what parenthood is, I know, you know, and I know I keep kind of going back to that point, but it, mm. ironically enough, it plays such a massive role in, in my decision and the way that I feel about it. And I also see that um, you also, as in becoming a mother is, you know, great in, in and of itself, but you also lose a massive part of your own identity and your oh, sense of self. Yes. For sure. And uh, in a in a way I am very I wouldn't say possessive, let's say I'm very protective over my sense of self and my identity and I'm kind of in that phase in my life where I'm discovering who the adult version of myself is and you kind of start to like the adult version of yourself and you start to like the financially independent adult side of yourself because mm-hmm. you can kind of pursue things that you want to do when you don't need to rely on anyone to do it and it's like do I want to lose that no I don't there's <laughs> so much that we've covered I mean financial independence the ability to study the the there's again the respect for 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 the children yeah. for, for the fact that we know it's a serious role and I think there's a lot of women there's a lot of women we've had on this show Helga Alul uh being one of them uh Maria um, and, and Lara, who are both lawyers, who also ha- went to university to study yeah. after they had families, but they always talk about how difficult it is and how much the challenge has been. Yeah. And I think just the fact that you mentioned that role model of your mum is just brilliant. You know, you said there's a high standard of yeah. what a family should be, yes. and I know that my ambitions would compromise that. Yeah. And I think that is flipping awesome. I want to be more exp- uh, um, more specific, and I think this probably applies maybe, Helen, for you and I a little bit more than, than these ladies because these ladies are a little bit younger, but is there, a, is there an experience or an adventure or a career path that you can clearly attribute to being child-free? I mean, I started, I'm I'm in property kind of now. Um, I was in banking before that, and I was working on a trading floor, which is super kind of high stress. Um, And there were mums, there weren't many women full stop on the trading floor, to be honest. Um, And there were mums in it, on the trading floor in that environment but again like it's the negativity around like you have to leave because your child is Mm. sick or whatever it's just really wasn't tolerated because none of the guys were doing that so I think it does make some career paths more more difficult the way I've got it set up now because I work for myself I do a lot of like I love going on kind of retreats and personal development stuff and I work while I'm away but that element of travel just wouldn't be possible. You know, dragging a whole family with you, like one child, let alone, you know, m- more than that. So 
no, like I, I've chosen the, 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 the path of the lifestyle that suits me, that lets me be the best version of me. Let me tell you now, if I was a mother, I would not be the best version of me. I would not be a lovely member of society. So <laughs> honestly, it's a real kindness that I've done to all of you. You can thank me, leave, buy me a drink later. But obviously to, to, not, have, to not have kids. But, so you would identify that the, the work and traveling are the two things that you've really been able to do. I mean, a lot of women Women will say, well, you know, I'm a mom and I work and I travel as well. Yeah. But be, again, we keep talking about this freedom to be able to do this. And I I moved country at 31. I, I up sticks and I moved to Malta 18 years ago and, and made that choice. That would not be something I would have been able to have done easily yeah. with a family. And a lot of people will say, well, I have a family and I've done it. We're not disputing that. And paramount respect to you if you have. But for our experiences, you know, I went off to then off to Australia for a month and traveled around the bush. And then I went again to Australia. I went to the US and these sorts yeah. of things. And I know a lot of women who watch the show who are very, very keen on uh, evangelizing how much, how positive traveling is for children. But traveling with children yes. and traveling <laughs> alone are two yeah. different experiences. Yes you know, going into the Bronx in, in New York or going out into the bush on your own, these sorts of things, just things that you're not going to do with the kids that I've had the opportunity to do. I will also say one thing that came to mind whilst you were talking, I think, Alex, one advantage, one thing that I've seen through the she word is the incredible physical impact that having a family has on a woman. I literally had no idea, no idea about pregnancy, postpartum, parenthood, you know, getting your boobs back to where they <laughs> were. I will never forget Tamara Webb talking about the engorgement of her boobs on this show. Um, but there, there's changes to your body. And, and as we know, when you get to menopause, that's yeah. tough enough. But having to throw pregnancy into that the mix as well. So I just want to, we will come to that too about the physical, but for you, are there any, Maria, anything that you've done or had the opportunity to do that you would not have been able to do if you'd had a family? Well, I'm 31, so how do you say it? I'm like still in the time that I might opt to have children. So like I'm in the middle right now. So I, I, I there's still more to be done from my end. And I have done things like, for example, um, when I was around 28, I changed my career. Um, I used to work in a lab. I was a, team, a lab team leader. And then I switched to marketing. And it was a huge switch. And it wasn't easy. And I think, I mean, most of my friends at the age of 28, they were already raising kids. If I had kids, I couldn't do that. I know why. Because I was, I will be thinking, okay, um, how, what am I going to do? I will change my job. If I don't succeed, then I'm, I'm going to leave again. And, there, are, there is lots of thought. So I think that when you don't have kids, um, you can take decisions more free yeah. because there, you don't need to take care of anyone. As I said, I mean, you don't need to think about other people, how, how it's going to affect them. Um, so that was a huge, for example, for a huge leap for me because I changed my career. So I don't think that if I was raising kids, I would have had time to reflect and take that decision. It would, it won't be on my priority, on my priority list, you know. Priorities. That's a really important word, huh? That kind of summarizes everything that we've talked about here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they come along, and that's yeah, your yeah. whole priorities, life, Completely personal. Shift. 
not yeah. even shift. I think just Get change re, completely re, 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 in reality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sums up what you're saying as well. Yeah. You knew that your your mum and your dad had different priorities, and yeah. your priority is not to have a family. Yeah. And I think it's and and as you said, Helen, your priority was traveling and to to work on the trading floor and so on and so forth. So it's I think your that you that use of the word priorities is incredibly yeah, I important. Think- we all have priorities in life and some of us don't have the priority to become moms and it's nothing wrong with that because not every, not everyone is the same it's not everyone has the same call for life you know and that does not mean that because we don't want to be moms we're monsters or we hate children or we're not like that we just have our own thing to do that's all we're going to come to that discussion about being a monster in a minute <laughs> before we get to that because i want to uh stay with the 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 kind of the the positive um before we move on to maybe the negatives would you if you could pass on a message to to another woman but maybe we'll stick with you alex because would if you have this conversation do you ever find that your peers say to you ah no yeah, maybe she's got a point I think when I have this conversation with with other women my age, it's always it's kind of like a bit of a mixed mixed response. Let's say that where I have friends who ever since we were, I mean, eight, nine, ten years old, who you know will say like, oh, I I just really want to be a mom and I can't wait to get to that point in life. And then I have other friends who are like, oh, I'd like to be a mom, but maybe later on in life. And then kind of friends like who think similar similarly to how to how I do, and that we've always kind of been like. Mm. No, <laughs> um, but I think to be fair, at least let's call it like the younger generation, like my generation, I think we're women are a bit more open minded in having this conversation. I think when I have this conversation with people, but specifically women who are older than me, the feedback is a little bit like, mm, like, why why do you think that? You know, like, listen, it, it's important that, you know, motherhood is so important. It's 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 like, yes, it is granted but it's just not important for me to experience motherhood and I think that there's a massive distinction and a massive difference between the importance of motherhood and the importance of me going through or rather experiencing motherhood um and I think you know it's I do like the fact that I can have this conversation and conversations like these where there is there's an element of understanding and there's also an element of respecting the fact that like I said before I feel very strongly as in, I feel very strongly like this now, but that doesn't mean that in five, six, seven years' time, I might feel differently, and that is fine. So, and I do think that women um, are starting to kind of really pick up on that a little bit more, and that listen, priorities change, circumstances change, and people just change in general. Um, so yes, as in, I think that's that's kind of like the the usual vibe that I get. But mm. I think it it really mu- it it does depend a lot on on who you're speaking to and uh, you know the upbringing and kind of like the way of life of the people that you're speaking to, if if that makes sense. Because obviously people have mm. very different like opinions and ideologies on you know womanhood, on what a, what is a family, what what is family to you. So obviously then you kind of have to like navigate yourself around those conversations depending on on who you're speaking to. Well, you led me beautifully into a question that I have for Helen because you said you might change your mind. Now, Helen is a woman 
who Helen, you profess that you haven't changed your mind. This is, but have you never had a moment where you regretted your decision? You are now, if you don't mind me saying, at an age where if you did change your mind, having a family is no longer an option. Have you never had a moment where you thought, you know, I'd really like to have had a kid? I've not regretted it yet. Sometimes, and this is part of the menopause, when you wake up having one of those anxiety moments, I do wake up thinking, oh my God, who's going to look after me when I'm 80? <laughs> so, I'm not, <laughs> so I kind of future regret it. No, you really do, actually. <laughs> regret it. But, but no, no, definitely not. And what I think is worth saying it, actually there's two things. I think it's worth saying is um, that... Uh, <laughs> I think even I thought, oh, maybe when I got, I was um, engaged for a long time, had a long-term relationship. And when I got together with him, we had the exact conversation. And I very much urge people to have that conversation very early and save yourself a lot of time and a lot of heartache. He wanted kids. I didn't. That relationship lasted eight years and it ended because he wanted kids and I didn't. And I hadn't changed my mind. And I wanted to avoid that thing because... Very wise. Wish you'd have told me (laughs) at the beginning. Um... We thought body clock would kick in. We really wanted to be together. And and, and we talked about, okay, well, I will have them. Then he was like, no, we won't. And actually, it was just fairest, again, to be the best version of ourselves, that he go and have them. And I just And you wouldn't want to stop anyone from, you know, seeing to their wants and goals and dreams. So it was made to have children. He really was a natural father. My friends used to come around and bring their kids around. And he'd be looking after them. And you wouldn't like, want to take that away oh from Oh my him. God, yeah. no. No, and that's ultimately what it was. I had to set him free to do yeah. that and he had to set me free to live exactly. my life. Exactly, I was going to say, in fact, that it works both ways that yeah. you wouldn't want to take that away from him, but he also wouldn't kind Trap of want it, to yeah. take that no, away from you. Been, no. But Helen, that must have been a hard breakup. Oh, that was, it was, yeah, it's, if yeah, one of the most, the hardest decisions in my life. We had, honestly, a perfect life. We were super happy even when we broke up it was a very at the beginning very amicable amicable breakup because we were breaking up for a reason that had always been there we'd always known we'd always been very honest with each other and that had never changed we weren't breaking up because we didn't love each other we still did we just had an incompatibility that had always been there that you can't compromise on. It's like, yes. oh, well, we'll have a part-time shop. There's no compromise, <laughs> yeah. right? You're right, there's no part-time children. But sometimes oh. even what I what I don't like is that um, you meet someone and tells you, you will change your mind. No, you, you no, cannot you expect won't. me like, like yeah. to get into a relationship with you and you're already thinking that you're going to change my mind. I have my own, like yes. she said, my own personality, exactly. my own identity. If I want to change my mind, yes, I would say I change, but... There has to be consent, like everything is. You cannot just say she is going to change your mind. I mean, I've seen relationships getting broken because people think that the woman or the man will change their mind. You cannot think that someone is going to change their mind. Let me ask you a question. You're 31 years old. You have a very loving relationship. But what if your partner turns around and says to you, you know what, I want to have kids? He knows. He knows that if today he comes and asks me for kids, I will tell him, I will let you go and have kids. But... This day, present, while we're doing this podcast, I don't want kids. I'm not ready to have kids. And I tell him. So that is why it is important that as a couple, you agree on this decision and you always agree on this decision. Like even before, for example, we bought our house. I have a spare bedroom, of course, because accidents happen sometimes. But (laughs) of course, but like even when we bought our house, I was speaking with him. Are you sure you want to do this? Because 
for till now, I don't want to have kids. Like, yeah. because obviously you're buying a new house. Maybe you, you need to discuss these things between each other. Yeah. It, like, you discuss it. You, we discuss even what you're going to cook in the, in the evening. You don't discuss a major decision, which is going to affect two people. Yeah. So I think communication is the best thing about these things. Um, sometimes it is not that easy with some people, but... I think you have to be straight, put the cards on the table, listen, I want this, this, and this. I don't want to break your heart, but you cannot break yeah. mine. Alex is nodding <laughs> away there. <laughs> yes. This is obviously something that you have faced, are yes, facing, yes. or will face. Yes, and in fact, as sometimes it's funny, like if you're on a first date and you kind of get the vibe from someone that you might meet again, um, I, as maybe uncomfortable and, and random as it might be on a first day to be like, listen, I don't want kids. I think it's so important. To yes, do it. it's yeah. I think it's so important day. to set the tone. Yeah. Like, on a immediately. first date. Yes. yes. Don't waste yes. time. Yes. Don't waste time. Sort, filter because quickly. I think, swipe yeah. <laughs> no, left I think over there. With, yes. with, yes. with, emotional, like invest, with emotional investment come the, like, the fantasies. You know what I mean? That you start meeting someone and you start thinking about being in a long-term relationship with them. And then once kind of that develops, you start thinking yes. about moving in with... You know when you start to like fantasize about someone you're 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 seeing in a sense and fantasizing about the steps that you you ought to take, and I think it's so important to just like slap it in the face and not slap it in the face, like, <laughs> not but to just like throw Literally. it there and yeah. be like, don't listen, condone violence. And be, no, never. <laughs> yes. But to just be like, listen, you know, this is something that this is how I feel. Yeah. Um, if I change my mind, it's on my terms. And I think that that is the most empowering thing, thing that any not just women. I think it's the most empowering thing that anyone can yes. can do that. You make it clear that, listen, this is how I feel and changing my mind is on my terms and based on the circumstances of my life. So that is something that I'm, I'm super clear about. Oh, yeah. Don't waste As time. As uncomfortable. Don't waste <laughs> time. Because the response is always like, oh, okay, like we just said. Unnecessary no. drama. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. But it's, I think it's so important to just... I just have visions there. of you being out on a date and, and <laughs> you're ordering your second drink. They come and you're like, as they put it down. I don't even so wait anyway. for the second drink. <laughs> <laughs> Not even second drink. Like no before, way. before I met my boyfriend, I also asked him if he has kids because that is another step. Yeah, if yes. he already has kids, it means that he's a family-oriented guy, yeah. which is nothing wrong. But it is not in my path. I couldn't imagine myself being eighteen and needs to start knowing a man and a kid. So you you need to be clear, and that does not mean that you're being rude. You're being clear with someone. Listen, I want this in my life. You're showing someone that you know what you want. Yeah. And I don't, I think that is the most attractive thing about a person that yes. they know what they want. I will put in context, uh, and he'll probably kill me for saying this, and so will so will his daughter, but I'm I'm married to a to a fantastic guy who has a daughter. And when we met, she was already late teens. And she is amazing. And he is an incredible father. She doesn't need another mother. She absolutely doesn't. She, To me, she's more like a little sister. And that relationship for me is brilliant. But I will have to say, and this is what he's going to kill me for, is that he wanted to have that topic, that conversation. So when we started dating, he kept saying, oh, yeah, I want to have kids. I want to have kids. Because he was testing the waters to find out whether <laughs> I did or not. It absolutely horrified me because I'm, I was in my mid-40s by that point and thinking, no. <laughs> and we nearly split up because he kept saying that he wanted to have kids. 
And eventually I said to him, sweetness, if that's what you want, I'm the wrong girl. And he's like, yeah. oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I yeah. said, why didn't you just ask me if I wanted kids? And he's like, I wasn't quite sure how to. But isn't that true? Isn't that a point that we don't know how to have this discussion? I mean, apart from Alex, who's obviously <laughs> asked the question before the first drink gets landed on the table. Um, but it is. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a tricky thing to talk about, is it not? Um, I think it's not a tricky thing. I think the society made exactly. that thing. I think the pressure starts first when are you going to have your period? Because if you don't get your period at the age of 11, they start panic. Oh, my God, my daughter is not normal. She will not have kids. That's yes. where the pressure starts. Whoa. Then once you get You're your... serious. Yes, of yes. course. In Malta, we have this saying, like in English, it is um, the cheat fell off the stairs. But in Malta, we say, well, at what at tarach. The cheese fell off the stairs. Like pe women ask other women if their daughters got their periods. Sorry, Helen and I just look at each other. Yes. I actually and have I think never, in, in 18 years, I've never <laughs> yeah. heard the it's cheese like, falling off the stairs. It's definitely like a Mediterranean yes. type culture where it's yes. like, it's, you know, your, your daughter gets to a certain age and like family members are like yes. discreetly asking yes. your mom, like if you, which is so invasive and yes. strange and all that. I heard a relative of my mom but asking that. You know? And I told her, why is she asking you why I fell off the stairs? Like, what kind <laughs> no, of woman is that? Yeah. And she told me, she was referring to your period. I was like, yeah. it's not a, it's none of her business yeah. if I got my period or not, you know. Yeah. But yes, so that is the first pressure. If you got your period or not. Like, I remember at school, girls discussing if they got their periods. And if you didn't get your period. It was like, yeah, you don't have your period yet. <laughs> yes. No, I don't have my period yet. It, it's... Yeah. So that is already the first pressure. So you know that yeah. at that age, you're going to start feeling the pressure that you need to like be a woman who can carry children. Mm -hmm. Basically. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. yeah right. I'm with Helen on that. Because maybe, yes. maybe because we grew up in a different culture and we yes. didn't have that. Maybe it was because we're marginally a couple of years, one or two years older. Um, <laughs> but but that's certainly it's, not anything. I mean, yeah. we have a show coming up in a couple of weeks on menstruation and you've just given me a lot of yes. a lot of mileage to ask yeah. about that because that's that's incredibly important. I mean, whether you're being asked about how fertile you yes. are at a young age. And it's something that I think oh. is so is so normal. Like I remember I, I got my first period the day we had like a family function. I think like a cousin's oh, baptism. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Like and I was oh. meant to wear I know and I sobbed for like two hours before I'm told I'm like, oh something's wrong with you. She's like, no, it's just got your period. Like <laughs> chill. Um but I was lucky in that sense because my mom is very like open minded and very kind of like relaxed about these yes, things in the sense mom. that she kind of spoke to me and said like listen yes I mean this is what was supposed to happen and she told me like I've, I've known that you were going to get it for the past like five months but then I remember when we got to this family function I was meant to wear a white dress which I obviously did not wear because you know um and I remember it was like the the, the talk of, of the event oh Alex got her period Alex got her period how sweet <laughs> Alex got her period girl had to pass that like I just wanted to stay home and cry in bed yes <laughs> exactly was just oh disgusting. my word but and it's and I really agree with that where it starts from there and then you you know you kind of take you finish school and then you go either study or you start working and you kind of get into your 20s and it's like I kind of see it now where I'm 23 I'm I mean not in a relationship and it's like oh you know haven't you thought about maybe you know like meeting someone <laughs> or you know like a lot you get like fed up of everyone you know when you're too happy on your own so it starts with those comments and then I guess kind of you maybe it's something that you've experienced yourself as well kind of like later into your 20s where it's like listen you know why are you going to get married so it's but then funnily enough there's also this 
like opposing view where people are really invested in whether or not you go to a period but at the same time like as a teenager and I think now even kind of into your 20s given I think that like the time frame of I think when someone's pregnant at 23 I think like by today's standard it's like wow she's she's so young whereas I mean my mom had me when she was like Uh 23 24 so and it was like the normal whatever normal is um time to have kids but then there's also that opposing view where it's like until that certain point of when it's okay and society is fine with you having kids there's this like oh but don't get pregnant so if you're you know, 18, 19, 16, 17, or even in your early 20s, don't, don't get pregnant. Yes. Um, but then still, the minute that you kind of hit what society deems as the time to have kids, it's like, um, wait till you're 30. Then you, you know? start, everyone will start to remind you your age. Exactly. Well, and your biological clock. And I hate that phrase, the biological clock. But <laughs> on leading into the next question, and I'm going to... Throw this one at Helen first and come back to you guys because you've just touched right on it. Judgment. Have you ever been negatively judged for your decision? I mean, literally, as you were saying that, I'm like, you try and get into 48 <laughs> and you're not married yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's, was, it's been more about you'll change your mind, you'll change your mind, you'll change your mind. Yes. Rather than, I've not had anything kind of, too negative to be honest but I think that's because actually a lot of my friends I've always been like that and I so own that decision like that you know we talked about identity it's so part of my identity I am not a mother that there's no so even if somebody said you're selfish you're this you're that you're that fine and and it wouldn't land as hard because I've known it for so long and I've chosen that and it's part of my identity and also kind of something we touched on earlier I have so many kids in my life I basically have 12 godchildren so I am not short of kids (laughs) in my life I'm not I you know I don't feel I'm missing out on something I, I love kids. I just like them in two-hour batches. Kids, you can hand yeah. back. Yeah. Exactly. I, and, and again, like that's the best way for me to have them. I rock up, fun time, Helen. Auntie yes. brings yeah. presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind them up, and then <laughs> back to your I'm mom. Back and like, <laughs> see you later. Give them loads of sugar and give them back to the parents. <laughs> I think that that element of judgment is so based on the fact that, unfortunately, we still view women. Or rather, we still like base our opinions on women, kind of subsequently based on motherhood and women yes. having to be mothers. So it's like the, the advice that you always give to a young girl, to a young woman, is always centered around the idea of having kids. Mm. You know, so it's like when I started studying um, and I kind of started, you know, I, I always made my, my ambitions clear. It was always like, oh what about the kids like why aren't you asking me about what I want to specialize in why aren't you asking me about you know what, what my career goals why are you so concerned about the fact that I might I won't have the time to raise kids why are you assuming that that is you know where you have you'll have a woman who's you know sharing her views on on how she wants to to you know set the path for her life and sharing her ambitions and you're asking me about why I don't want to have kids like I'm literally telling you that I want to do you know, something with my life and that's, but because we're so used to centering women's identities around being yeah. mothers yeah. that yeah. it's kind of like you're a woman. So you you have that, oh, but you'll feel the maternal instinct. It will come. I don't feel you know. it. And it's so okay. And it's, 
it's not something that I think about. I say, you know, I don't feel like mater- if I when I see a baby, like I will acknowledge the fact that a baby is cute, I guess, but I won't. You know, I I don't <laughs> feel. I don't feel that that urge I, to. I know what you like, mean. I, have, I love the way you we, said. We know what you mean. <laughs> Cute, I guess. I guess no, but I have cousins. I have loads of cousins who have loads of children. So I've, you know, again, I'm. I'm there are many children in my life and many babies in my life. But if I have a cousin who tells me want to hold the baby, no, I don't want to hold the baby. And if I do hold the baby, it's the most like awkward. And my mom really, I really enjoy like, holding the baby. Like oh. when I see them, I really enjoy holding exactly, the baby. But, but when I feel like. Something in the nappy. Something like, like mm, why is this warm? <laughs> this is not <laughs> mine. Take care of this. And I think that it's so okay that, you know, women just have different, women have different instincts. And it just because a woman has instincts does not mean that it's a maternal instinct. Alex, it's okay. It's perfectly okay. <laughs> But I'm going to come back to the question of judgment because it's not okay for everyone. And I no. think maybe even Helen and I, have the advantage that we grew up in a very different culture. Uh, we had very strong role models who were women in, yeah. in society and and not necessarily associated with parenting. And maybe that's something that's part of the Maltese culture, simply because you mentioned periods, and I've never heard that before. Oh, Cheese falling wow. off the stair. Um, but I'm going to take that home with me. But, Maria, have you felt judgment? Have you been to your peers... Uh, children's parties and felt judged because you don't have a child with you? Yes, I think I have felt. Um, before, when someone used to ask me, like, if you're not thinking of children, I used to say, maybe when I'm 28. But then I was like, listen, I need to take a stand. And whoever asks me now, I'm like, you know, that is not an appropriate question to ask. <gasps> Ooh. Because you cannot keep yeah. just hiding behind the bush and say, yeah. and to please people, because it's not fair. And it's not fair on you because you are hiding, you know, you're... You actually... really say that? No, yes, I started to say it. I, I took a... Because... <laughs> it's a high five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too dumb. Because right. it, it is not... First of all, it is none of your business. Maybe I cannot have children. Why are you asking me when I will I have children? Yeah. Secondly, I was speaking to Helen there. Once um, there was this girl and she told me, you know, now people will think that you are the bad seed, that you are infertile if you don't have children because people from previous relationships had children. And I am like, do people have that kind of energy to think about these things? I was still young at this stage when I heard this thing and I was like, what people think about and what is wrong with not being able to have children i mean there are women who cannot have children there is nothing wrong with them and i think that's a really important point as well because we're having a, a show that about women who are child free and there are some of us who can't have children yeah, exactly. and there's some of us who've been called out in public situations which has been devastating and heartbreaking and i think for every single person who's watching this show i would ask really graciously be careful what you say yes because the day I found out I couldn't have kids somebody asked me you know, accused me of being selfish for not having kids and you don't know what anybody's no. personal situation no, you is no I had I can clearly see the advantages in my life for not having had a family but I, that judgment that you're talking about is is really really like tough. you don't go on another woman who has children and ask her what made you have kids <laughs> you never ask that <laughs> you just say hi hello how cute is your baby and that's it you don't go to another woman and ask her what, why, what, did, you decide why did you decide to have kids will you be having any more kids and how you, you don't ask that kind of 
question so why do you see a woman who does not have kids and you have yeah. the decency to ask her but then sorry for, for for but i think this really really goes back to the idea of because we so kind of heavily base women's identities on being mothers so obviously if you see a woman who's a mother it's like okay you know she's a woman and she kind yes. of did what what was expected in like five million inverted commas expected of her but then if you see a woman who doesn't have kids and you kind of notice that they've clearly kind of either taken a decision or they it's it's suddenly fine to ask yes you know so it all kind of goes back to that that perception Wow. And then you listen to the question like, but you're going to regret it <laughs> when you're older. You're going to be in your house alone and say, I didn't have kids. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to be found dead. I'd be just fine. Lovely thought. Yeah. Stop with the cats there, Helen. Stop with the cats. <laughs> Don't get eaten by your cats. But you know, it is not something right to to say to someone, you know. No, no. That leads me on to nicely to the, to another question, which is, Bearing that in mind, are you, and I'm probably not so much for you, Alex, mm. but for these these two ladies, are are you more drawn to other women who don't have children? Has there been a period in your life where your friends are having kids and you felt excluded or or just felt like you weren't part of the gang? I know for me that that has been a, a an episode. My friends never excluded me because they always knew that I don't want children. They always know. And like last time we were in a party or a kid's party and my friend and, and my and we were joking, like, you know, and my friend was like, with the glass of wine, she kids, <laughs> you're joking. She was like looking at the people because she knows me. She t- she tells me, I know you. You, you, I know you, you have always been like that, you know, and that is what I appreciate. And I think um, the older you get, the, 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 the smallest the circle will be of your friends, whether they have kids or not, you just stick with those who appreciate your opinion. Um, I'm not going to meet a friend who's looking at me all the time, telling me to have kids. Obviously, I don't have time to waste. Yeah. Helen? Yeah. I mean, certainly like in our, I guess, 30s when all my friends started having kids, it's not like kind of they excluded me or I excluded myself, but it it's so all-encompassing that it just kind of took them away and that yeah. was their focus. And then they had friends from NCT classes or basically they're, they're rightly so. It's almost kind of a new hobby, isn't it? You get a new hobby and it's all you can talk <laughs> about. I had nothing to talk, I had nothing in common. And then we would get together and all they'd talk about was poop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how dull your baby's poo is for somebody who doesn't have kids? Honestly, you're like, I don't care what is in your child's nappy. Can I just say, dog, dog owners do the same thing. We talk an awful lot about yes. our dog's crap. <laughs> it's true, it's absolutely true. So, like, so at that point... There was never like a problem, you know, it's not, you don't fall out. It's just like, we, right now, we really don't have much in common because I'm off, you know, exactly traveling the world or doing like my own thing. They're obsessed with this new bundle of joy that they've got in their life. I'm like, I cannot relate to that, yes. yeah. you know, and, you know, that and was their fine. soul. Focus. And in this, exactly. But let me tell you that, that obsession soon wears off and they're like tell me what you're doing and I want to live vicariously through you where are you traveling to next I'm like oh okay welcome back to the interest in me again you see this is I was going to ask you this have you found in your experience have you found that and in in for both of you I'm probably not so much for you Alex but again um but certainly for you have you found that 
mums or new mums are jealous of your child-free existence. I heard mums saying that, like, if they knew what they were getting into, they wouldn't have kids. Oh, yeah. They were not jealous because, obviously, they love their kids. But some mums, they don't know what they're getting into. You know, like, how drastically their life is going to change. Yeah. I mean, even with, with your partner, it's going to change your life. Because, like... I don't, like, maybe I sound babyish, I don't know, but I love the attention I get from my partner. I don't want to share it with anyone else. <laughs> I, I know it's... Uh, yeah. But, you know, some, like, relationships also get changed when you have kids because first you're two people, all you have is each other. Like, you, your 100% attention is each other. Then all of a sudden there is an... Like, even if you get a puppy at home, all the attention is on the puppy. So imagine if you have a kid and this you both like it's yours like obviously the priorities are going to change again yeah. yeah it's not jealousy from new kind of mums or mums with small kids because i think exactly they're cute they're adorable yeah. they're in that whole oxytocin phase and like yeah. this thing's the center of the universe you try talking to to parents of teenagers oh my god <laughs> helen's face uh, at, that, at that point they're like oh my god like when can we go out i need to escape can we book something in the diary when are you over next like i need to see you i need to the funniest <laughs> part is when your friends have teenagers they go out clubbing and you're still clubbing and you're meeting their teenagers <laughs> and not their moms and dads <laughs> They're like, hi. <laughs> I knew you were, you were a baby. <laughs> yeah, that just shows you right. <laughs> but then, do you, so going back to this this whole thing of the circle of of parenting, and and I'm I guess this is more for you, Helen. I certainly found when my peers were having kids that there was a distance, and I that's when I was traveling, and then came full circle back to having a relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, when they are older and their kids are, are now in teenagers and late teenagers and mo maybe moving on a little bit. And I found that relationships, relationships evolve. Yeah. Yep. Always. Yes. Friends you pick up, friends you drop, friends you have for periods of life and friends, some friends you have forever. But I've certainly found with, with friends of mine who are, have children that that evolved as well. But what I also found going back to this whole idea of, uh, is there any sort of, fear or do you ever feel like that you're being judged we've I have three fantastic friends that have just had kids and they've all been on the she word uh Emily Maxine and Tez and what surprised me was when I went to see them how readily they picked up their kids and handed them to me and then I realized how much parents beforehand hadn't Oh, that there had gone a full circle. Finally, I'm in my 40s and people think I'm old enough, mature enough to pick up a child. But my friends had gone full circle and different friends, different ages had, had now started to warm to the fact that I was not some sort of monster. <laughs> Coming back to the topic of monster, because we saw who said monster? I you used the word yes. monster. I think some women, when you say you don't want kids, that's what they think you are, mm. that you're a, you're a monster that you don't have love to give, but that it's not that. No. no. I mean, like Helen said, I, I have lots of children around me and I enjoy my time with them. And, oh my God, I, I cannot imagine something bad will happen to them, but 
I cannot imagine taking care of them 24-7 then. Like, if they need me, I am there for them. Like, uh, like I, I enjoy babysit. Like, sometimes I call my sister, can I come to play a bit with, 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 your, with, with my nephew? Of course I do that, but that is my two hours. It's not yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> and then the poop and it goes back. Exactly. <laughs> No, I had the same, like, people were like, you're so great with them. Because I get down, like, actually, there's lurking underneath. There is this, just this big kid inside. So if my friends, like, my friends' kids are into Pokemon, like, let's go down and Pokemon. Teenage Mutant Ninja, whatever it is. I'm like, let's get down and let's play. And they're like, you're great with ki- children. I'm like, yes, again, for two hours. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> Give me that 24 hours. Yeah. No way. Listen, I can't believe that we're coming to the end of this show it's been incredible and and each of you have said the most really profound statements and I think it's something that we can all take home with us Alex I'm going to come to you because you said something that really blew me away for a 23 year old to talk about the fact that your parents had gave you such a great upbringing that at this point to even think of having a family with your other priorities I'm going to come back to that word priorities would be disrespectful to a potential yep. family. So I'm going to ask each of you to to share a word, a thought or or a parting comment. And I'm going to start with you because that really touched me. The very fact that you're 23 years old and you you're already identifying the amount of commitment yes that a family would take and I don't think a lot of young women as we've said are possibly aware of that. I think for me and it's something that I'm, I've always been very grateful for, is that I have a very open relationship with my parents and that we have a lot of these discussions, um, you know, about just life, womanhood, my career, what I kind of like want, where, where I see myself in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So it's always something that we've always been very comfortable speaking about, even with my dad. So there are certain, let's like what would call maybe like girlier issues that I would typically have with my mom, which I still also do have with my dad. So I think that sense of openness has, I think I'm aware of that level of commitment that is required and the level of, you know, the the, the sacrifices that are behind raising a child, because my parents have always been very open about the fact that they make sacrifices. And I think we kind of tend maybe to shy away from being open about the fact that, listen, I have to sacrifice this. I think a lot of parents will hide the sacrifices that they make from their kids, you know, to kind of maybe shelter them from, let's say, the realities of parenthood, whatever those are. But my parents were always very open about the fact that there were certain sacrifices that they had to make. And I'm so glad that they were open about it because it gave me that clarity. You know, I was never, obviously they sheltered me in such a way where, you know, they protected me and they nurtured me in the way that any parent would but they were also open about about the fact that listen having having children isn't easy and interestingly so does my grandmother do the same thing and obviously my grandmother comes from a totally different generation um but my grandmother um had my mom when she was 34 35 because she wanted to study she wanted to work before she had kids and that's what she did which at the time was like you know she was the eldest out of 12 siblings but she did it and she retired when i was around five six years old i think um so i kind of always had like a melting pot of of uh, you know opinions and perceptions and you know perceptions on the realities of parenthood so i think that is where it, that played such a massive role in in the way that i think and i 
I, I think I will continue to think that way for, for quite some time. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic word of wisdom to, to, to conclude your, your thoughts on. I think you, Maria, you just blew Helen and I away when you just turned around and said, none of your business. <laughs> yeah. We're all sitting around the table going, wow, wish we'd said that. <laughs> Any closing thoughts from yourself? Any words of wisdom for anybody who's in your position, who might be coming into your position, who, who would also like to turn around and go, actually, you know what? None of your business. No, I think you should um, always never let anyone change your thoughts. I mean, you know what you want. This is your life, your decision. And technically, it is none of others' business because this is not some decision. This is not a reversible decision. So if you have kids, you need to take care of them. So if you don't want kids, don't care of other of what people say. It don't care that you're gonna end up alone. There are there are um, these care centers. They can can take care of you, you know. <laughs> but because if you keep overthinking and overthinking your decision, you just need to say, okay, what do I want? What do I want from my life? If you want kids, maybe when I'm forty, I say, oh my god, I should have had kids. But at right now, I'm thirty-one, and this is what I want. I don't want anyone to stay trying to change my decisions. It's, you know, it's it's not right. So if you don't want kids right now or in any part of your life, you don't need to justify it to anyone. It is your decision. That's it. As long as you have an agreement with, if, if you're in a relationship, you ha mm. should have an agreement with yeah. your partner and to be open about it because it is not fair that obviously you hide it from someone because that is not fair on the other part of the table, you know, but you need to be clear about your decision and that's it, basically. What incredible wisdom from two um, remarkable young ladies around the table. Helen, yeah. I'm going to leave it with you for as, as a lady of... Um, experience i'm going to leave it for you for the the closing word from your from your perspective you've obviously lived a full life without having had children yeah absolutely and that was my choice and i think if you are thinking about it and you do have the option for it to be your own choice make sure you know it, it's kind of like what we talked about make sure it's your choice don't do this don't go ahead and have them or not have them because of your partner, because of your mother, because of your mother-in-law. Mm. God, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> like, what do you want? Really think about that. What are your values? What are your priorities? Make sure it's your decision for your reasons. Not because society says you should do this. Not because you're, you know, my dad, God bless him, would have loved grandchildren. And i that's something, again, I've had to go through and really own that. He's never going to get to be a biological grandfather. But I can't make a decision for somebody else. This yeah. is my wow. life. And I have to make the decision that's right for me because that's what makes me the best version of me. So what is going to make you the best version of you? And I think that applies to lots of things in life, not just motherhood or not. Ladies, I might, one thing that surprised me so much about this podcast is how much respect there is around this table for mothers and motherhood. Huge. And I think that's the foundation of so much of this conversation <laughs> because we mentioned before that, uh, or you did, you mentioned that, that people might, come out with hate speech or be, yes, be aggressive sometimes. and so on. And I think the very, I'm going to chin chin because I think the very yes. paramount thing is respect for motherhood. And here also, it's being child free. Yes. Cheers. 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 That's us.
We're done. That was flipping awesome. Mm. 